Is it uh, Fab- Fabiano? Fabiano? Uh, Fabiano. Fabiano. Cheers for coming on today, oh. brother. How's oh, life treating you. you, my friend? Uh, I have nothing to complain right now. Just like, you know, here and there, normal life, like uh, it cannot be perfect, you know. But, you know, like the little imperfections, you know, has to be there anyway to remind us, you know, like they're still humans. <laughs> so I just accept, you know, like a little troubles here and there, like daily, I deal with them, get over, move forward. So that's uh, that's my thing. Brilliant, man. So for those um, in the UK that might not know who you are, um, just tell us a little bit about your background and, and sort of who you are and what you, what you do. Uh, my my name is Fabiano Scherner and uh, I'm a, a fourth degree black belt in Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, got my black belt uh, in uh, from Brazilian top team, Murilo Bustamante, Roberto Bebel, Murilo Rupp, uh, Sergio Sá and uh, Ricardo Liborio back in uh, 2002. And uh, I, I fought like several different shows around the world. Um, UFC, IFL, uh, Jungle Fight in Brazil, Mecca, um, several other smaller shows. Like, you know, don't remember all the names right now. But uh, yeah, and, uh, in Jiu Jitsu, I achieved like uh, so many different uh, um, titles. The only ones I I never achieved that uh, is the ADCC. Uh, I didn't get that one. Got close though, but couldn't get those medals. And uh, I haven't been yet, you know. But I'm planning and compete the Europeans, you know. So that one I, I don't have on my um, record. But I'm planning. It's just because I didn't participate yet, you know. So, but I'm I'm planning every every year planning to go. Then someone the fighters get a fight, and then I have to change plans, you know. So kind of. Sometimes, uh, you know, but I have uh, my my time right now. Like competing is just uh, uh, as a hobby, pretty much, you know. So fighters, students, they they come first, you know. So I gotta be there for them now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have other other time that I can do my hobby, which is still I still grappling. So. Goddamn fighters! Uh, fighters stopping yeah, you from my, doing the grappling. <laughs> Yeah, and my my background, uh, my best background is jiu-jitsu. Of course, when I moved to uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, I was uh, training at Team Quest, you know, back in 2008. And then uh, I got on that room like full of wrestlers, you know. Then uh, I, I I got to learn a lot of wrestling. And uh, for MMA, you had to, you know, train kickboxing, you know, or Thai boxing, boxing. I was in... Uh, I lived in Hall for a year, uh, back in 2006, and then in Thailand another year, you know, to get a better stand-up, you know. I've been in the UK before. Uh, I had some guys, you know, from the, the gym. Like, I was in, uh, back then in 2006, they competed at the Cage Warriors. Uh, yeah, so I was uh, cornering them then, you know. Uh, I did never... Uh, you know, it was, uh, I, I, I like England, you know, uh, London is pretty beautiful. I fought one time in the cage rage against Gilbert Ivo, 
it was kind of, I didn't like the experience because my son born the same day, the two hours before the fight. So, uh, you know, my wife was in Holland, uh, having all sort of a trouble by herself, you know, and, uh, I was in, in a fight, <laughs> but, you know, um, besides the fight, everything else, you know, about England, I love, it was kind of, uh, it was pretty rough to understand the taxi drivers, you know, on the countryside. They were like, when they were near, like, Liverpool, like, we were staying in this hotel, you know, uh, nearby. And uh, we took this cabin and uh, this uh, uh, old Englishman, you know, I'm guessing about his 70s, you know, he uh, kept talking to me and my manager. My manager, uh, at the time, was a Dutch person. And, uh, you know, I was... At one point, my manager looked at me, you know, and uh, he was, we were speaking English, you know, to each other, me and my manager. And uh, he, my manager asked us, like, uh, can you understand any word that he's saying? Like, uh, I have no clue what he's saying. Man. <laughs> that, 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 that's weird, right? Because then you really, like, have a, a true English person speaking English to you. Yeah. And we could understand, but me and my manager using the English should communicate to each other. We just, you know, so it was, uh, I, I still have that in my mind that made me think, and I was like, oh, you know what? I, I, I can see that because I have a hard time to speak Portuguese to Portuguese people, you know? So, yeah. Uh, you know, but it was, yeah, but I, I love it. You know, England, uh, plenty come back, you know, hopefully one of my fighters, you know, get a fight, You'll see London or something, then uh, I'll make it back there. Yeah, no, that would be cool, man, because uh, I'd, I'd definitely come and try and meet you if you used to, to come over here in UFC, uh, for UFC London or something like that. Because um, I think UFC now is trying to uh, expand quite a lot and get some events going Going in the UK. Obviously, we had the, I think it was the Liverpool event um, with Darren Till. And then I think from there, they've kind of tried to get a few UFC events off the, uh, up and running. So hopefully the the sports expanding and growing, and we can see it, um, see a lot more events coming coming up over here. Do you know what I mean? Rather than it all kind of being in America, because I hate those uh, watching UFC at three in the morning, four in the morning over here, like having to stay up. Um, obviously, I watched a page fight, and it was like four in the morning here, and I'm like, God damn, like I need to sleep, but it's just worth watching. You know, the the card was so good, um, and then obviously TJ and and Henry Casudo, which was a, a good match over in, over in 30 seconds. But, you know, staying up for those things. So if they can try and get more shows and, and uh, big names from America over to England for for the events, I think that would be a really cool move for the business and uh, really cool for the fans over here as well. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, UFC is expanding for sure, you know, and uh, every time they get, like, a, a you know, a big name, a big fighter, in a, a country within the United States, uh, you know, they will for sure bring that, you know, showing there. Like they have McGregor in Ireland. Now they have uh, uh, Khabib, you know, so they are going to Russia. They're already in Brazil. They have several Brazilians in there. So, yeah, every time, like, there's a, a huge name fighter, you know, that carries the whole country, you know, behind him. Yeah, that's, uh, you, you know... Um, right now, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, 
like Europe seems like you know like a, the the new or the next step for UFC. I believe they still have like kind of some trouble getting like few counters in Europe. They still not allowing uh, MMA like mm. France. You know, strange. so kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are kickboxing though. Like uh, yeah, you're okay getting people knocked down, giving ten seconds count, get him up again, you know, keep that brain damage going, but, you, you know, MMA is too violent. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> yeah, so, Strange logic, yeah. I think. Um, so what got you into sort of martial arts and what started you on your journey? When did you know <clears throat> there was something that you wanted to do um, for the majority of your, your lifetime, really? Yeah, you know, I started sports, like, really early. I started... Uh, playing basketball when I was uh, seven years old in school. And then I also got into volleyball, handball, and some other stuff. I, You know, as a Brazilian, as weird as it sounds, you know, I, I always hated soccer. <laughs> you know, you guys call soccer or football? Football, yeah, the, cor the correct term, yeah, football. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Yeah, the United States it calls soccer. I don't know why, but anyway, yeah. So uh, uh, I guess I was just like uh, too big for the sport, you know. So uh, yeah, I I stuck at it. But at uh, the age fourteen, then you know, I start. I really wanted to learn, you know, martial arts. And uh, um, before that, even I was watching Tyson, you know, uh, killing people, you know, in the ring. And I really want like to do boxing, uh, but the closest uh, boxing, like a real boxing gym, to the town I born was 150 miles away. So, yeah, there was a coach, you know, he was willing to take me, you know, to leave, you know, that uh, city with a scholarship and everything, uh, you know, even like getting a college later. Uh, but you know, my parents like they know that <laughs> you know they didn't accept. Uh, at the age uh, 18, then I, you know, kind of for basketball, volleyball, like uh, basketball, definitely I got short. I'm six four feet tall, but you know, basketball, they're a lot taller than that. And for volleyball, I'm kind of like just too heavy, so I couldn't jump very high, so that kind of you know, so I didn't. I kept playing for, you know, for fun. Uh, but then uh, there was a Taekwondo master moved into town, and uh, he was legit. Uh, so I started training Taekwondo with that guy, you know. So that, uh, you know, it got me pretty hooked up. You know, I did a couple of tournaments, and uh, I got DQ because I, I kicked the guys too hard. Back then, there was no like, <laughs> there was no like weight division, so there was like just belt division, right? And then I got some like, a, of course, smaller guys to go against, and they're like just too fast. They were outpointing me, and I was like, oh, you know, uh, screw this thing. <laughs> I just kicked them as hard as I could, you know, and I got the cue. So it's like, uh, suck, you know, because I want to do like a martial art that uh, I could really put all the power I had. I always, I always been like a really really strong kid you know i could at the age of 16 17 you know i could move cars you know on my own 
you know, just lift and, and move them, you know. So I got uh, suspended in school for moving, you know, our Portuguese teacher, <laughs> Scar. I was mad at him, and, you know, he has this uh, Fiat, and, uh, you know, I got in the back, and I just, like, uh, moved him all the way around between the trees, you know, and, uh, of course, the principal, you know. Found out who it was. <laughs> I got ten days, ten days suspension. But you know, so I, I would really want that. And uh, uh, at the age, um, I think it was 21, 22 back then. Um, then I moved to a, a bigger town in a different state, which was uh, Florianópolis in South Brazil. And uh, I was at, I got this uh, night job. At the hotel, and they they had a cable TV there. And like a, in a in a low season, there was no like the hotel even like we're there just to be there. There was no one in the hotel, and then we could watch TV and stuff. So we're, I'm just flipping channels on the remote, and uh, all of a sudden I see you know UFC uh, São Paulo, and that was uh, 1999 when. Uh, Vitor Belfort, you know, knocked out Vanderlei Silva. Yeah. And I'm I'm watching that. And like, what the hell is that? You know, like, never seen that before. I had no idea. And they're talking about, you know, like, uh, Brazilians and uh, Carson Gracie, uh, Jiu-Jitsu, you know, like, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, like, what, what is, you know, I never heard about that. What, what you know, is that? And uh, I look at those guys in the cage. You know, they can, they, they can, they could do whatever. You know, I was like, uh, like, I want to do that thing. And so I want to do that thing. And uh, uh, I started looking around, you know. So I was living in a part of the island. There was no, like, any martial arts gym around. And, um, like, uh, uh, my taekwondo uh, coach, he had uh, his friend was living, actually, in the same uh, 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 spot in the island. So he got me in contact with him, and I told him, it's like, hey, uh, I, I like Taekwondo, but, you know, I want to really do, you know, Vale Tudo, <laughs> the MMA, right? And uh, he looked at me like, uh, I don't know much about it, but uh, let me do some research, and then I'll, uh, you know, let's let's see what uh, I come up with, you know. Um, he talked some friends, whatever, you know, he talks to you, he comes back and like, uh, yeah, man, uh, if you want to get in that thing, like, you definitely have to do jiu-jitsu because they're going to eat you alive if you don't, you know, just to stand up is not going to be enough for you, you know, like, uh, all right, okay, so where do I find it, you know, so in Florianópolis there was a, a Gracie gym, uh, Gracie Baja gym, and that was the first, uh, so I, I, I got in the bus, you know, like one hour away, you know, in downtown. And uh, I got the gym that day, and uh, there's uh, some purple belt, you know, coaching the class. You know, I came there, I sat down watching, you know, the class, and he comes up to me like, hey, I'm going to help you. It's like, well, I'm a, I want to, you know, I want to fight in MMA. I need to learn ground, you know. You know, he looked at me, and was like, He's like, yeah, you know what, man? Um, no, jiu-jitsu is not really for big guys. Hmm. Uh, and I was like, huh? Like, yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, jiu-jitsu is where, you know, the small guy beat the big guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
all that. I was like, well, that sucks. So that means you don't want to, you don't want to train me. I was like, well, what's, what's the deal here? It's like, uh, you know, you, maybe you should look for a karate gym or something, you know, yeah. I was like, <laughs> so, damn, you know, I, I, I just like got really bummed, you know, and I turned around, but I kept that in mind, you know, and, uh, years, years later then, you know, now I'm a, 26 years old, you know, like, uh, you know what, the time is going, you know, uh, I have to do this no matter what the outcome will, will be, you know, but I don't want to be like 50 years old thinking about it, you know, uh, you know, why did you do that when I was younger? Yeah. Right. So now, now I can't, you know, so I, I have to, I have to do it or, you know, I, I'll never forgive myself, you know, to not trying at least. So I, Go back, you know, uh, to a different gym. Then they're not related to uh, Gracie, you know. Of course, like uh, every single black belt, somehow they're gonna be related to the Gracies, you know. But it was not a Gracie gym. So uh, I get there, you know, and uh, I was very welcoming, you know, and start training, and I got hooked uh, on it. <laughs> I just, you know, start training uh, like several times a day you know two three times yeah um it was like i had a lack of sleep so i'll uh, get the bus in the morning you know get from work like seven in the morning then to sleep for two hours get the bus you know to be downtown for the noon training and then uh do that training i'll bring all this you know uh my own food eat and sleep on the mat you know and then uh get the later training and i'll just go back home you know like uh right right before it goes <laughs> pretty much i go work you know i'll get some more sleep at work then you know when i could but it was you know it was pretty rough you know that's uh um i i was already married back then and uh uh you know the the wife didn't take very well because you know she she didn't like the way you know was, i was pretty much like never home you know so like, hey, honey, they're going to get some milk at the store, you know, and come back four hours later. <laughs> you so know? Where have so, you been? With, um... <laughs> yeah, with the ghee, you know, like, ah. So, yeah, it, 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 then, you know, I, I start traveling to Rio, you know, to, to get uh, some more training as well. Uh, and that's when I, I met uh, Liborio, you know. And Liborio, he... He saw, uh, you know, potential on me, and invite me to move to Rio, and uh, you know, start training at Brazilian top team. And my gym in the South Brazil was, you know, uh, um, affiliated to them. So, uh, he he got me this, you know, uh, room on. Uh, they his family has this uh, old house, you know, and uh, it was like much empty you know so they you can stay here you know and like uh just go training you know so that's what i did i was the first one getting to the gym in the morning and the last one to leave the mat you know so uh and because of that i started pretty much like uh, winning every single tournament you know what's possible hmm. uh doing very well at the gym as well in all the way possible you know i became uh rodrigo nogueira's uh uh number one sparring 
uh, you know, so uh, like I was four times with him in Japan back then uh, on his corner and helping sparring, you know. Uh, his first loss he got uh, on Pride was against Emilianenko Fiddler, you know, and uh, I couldn't really help him back camp much, you know. I'm not saying that he lost the fight because I wasn't in camp, and you know, it was just uh, I blew up my ACL and uh, I couldn't really help, you know. But um, all the other fights, you know, he took, I was uh, with him in the camp that, uh, you know, he got to win those. Uh, and, uh, so I, uh, I got my black belt under 40 years of training. Uh, it was exactly three years and 11 months from zero yeah. to the black belt. So, uh, there's a ranking out there. I think, uh, B, BJ, BJEE or BJJ Europe, Eastern Europe made a rank in the, I believe in the number four on that rank. Uh, and kind of. I'm proud about, you know, things I did in jiu-jitsu and MMA as well. You know, I retired from MMA, but, you know, uh, it took me here. You know, when people say, you, you probably hear that a lot, you know, oh, jiu-jitsu saved my life, you know. Uh, pretty much like uh, it saved and gave me a better life, for sure, you know. Uh, I'm here today uh, in uh, Portland, Oregon, and I run a Gracie Baja gym. And it's being pretty successful, you know. I have uh, uh, almost 50 professional fighters in here, three of them in UFC, and we have seven guys on Bellator. And then uh, uh, we had people in the last season of PFL and uh, a lot of other shows, you know. So we're trying to expand now, you know, get some guys in uh, uh, Japan, China, you know. It's just kind of hard to, you know, reach out for those guys in there you know uh but uh is that's uh that's pretty much you know like it, it happened in my life was but it was, it was a, a lot of work a lot of sweat you know uh for sure that uh, i would do all over again you know if i go back in time uh, i would listen i would listen a little better you know to my coaches back then you know uh when I signed up with UFC, uh, you know, Libari told me, you know, he, he thought it was a little bit too early. I was uh, five and one. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I was so excited because, you know, I always said I watch UFC and I, I want to be there, you know. And I'll tell you, uh, four years later, you know, starting training, I was there and I was like, I can't miss it, you know. But I knew... Uh, that I was a, uh, it was like uh, almost thir thirty one when I did my debut in UFC. I knew I had one shot, one run. You know, if I miss that, it would be hard to make it back. You know, uh, it didn't work out very well. <laughs> so I should listen to my coach Libario. You know, and get like some, you know, like more fights. You know, get more mature. And uh, I had, I was like, I, I am like physical. Uh, gifted, you know, and I believe that uh, all uh, I needed, you know, was just to put everything I had, you know, in my heart in the ring. But, you know, uh, uh, these days, I can tell you the the game uh, is mental, you know. 
It's like how many times you see the guy, he's not very well prepared and he's still beating the guy that is on his prime. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's all like how, you know, tough, how good, how smart you can be during the fight. And that is something you cannot step over is uh, time on inside the cage will give you that experience, you know, where your 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 brain, your mind, you'll uh, you know get more um, comfortable mm. in the fight. In the beginning, things like just go fast, you know. Sometimes like you don't even think, you know. Like there's a lot of muscle memory in there, you know. With the time, then you know the experience comes, you know, and you start being a lot smarter. So I did I did a I I kind of step over, you know, some uh, things I shouldn't, you know, and uh, I believe that uh, was one of the things I kind of. You know, my MMA career didn't go that well uh, as I expected. But like I said, you know, I don't regret. I'm happy with, you know, because my first goal was to get in there to answer my question if I could do it, you know. And uh, getting old, being happy, you know, say I did, you know. So I I, I got my answer. That's a lot of things as well. Like a lot of people... um, probably never achieve five percent of what you've achieved do you know what i mean so you gotta give yourself a pat on the back and and be like i, I made that goal i set it and uh i made it happen and with that like obviously maybe your coach you should have listened to but then maybe you wouldn't have ever got that second shot at getting in there so you kind of had to take it because you wanted to at least experience it yeah and uh you know i i left everything behind to try it I sold my house in Brazil to, you know, put into the training, everything, uh, you know. Um, and then, of course, like down the road, ran out of money. There was like some rough times where, you know, I was starving for two, three days, you know, until I passed out at the mat, you know, training. And then my coach, like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, oh, I just got no food, you know, because I was like a, four days away from getting my sponsored money. <laughs> and then I didn't want to tell anyone, you know, and then he got so mad, you know, I was like, you know, what, you know, it's like, Hey, here, yeah, go buy, yeah, doing? go buy some. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, uh, it's, it's your, sometimes it's your mind, you know, I have a goal and you want to achieve that. And you, you don't really want to bother too many people around you, you know, like with your, dreams you know mm-hmm. uh, there are people they're willing to uh, help you know but also you know like when you try by yourself uh that gives you the you know the the, the feeling of achievement and the you know it, and there are some people they might you know help you having something you know they want to they, they have some interest you know behind you know the help you know, there's one thing uh, I asked, you know, one time, Liborio, it was like, uh, so what do I owe you? You know, yeah. what do you want from me? And uh, he's like, what do you mean? It's like, uh, you can't just be helping me, you know, because you're helping. It's like, uh, that, you don't see that, you know, uh, often, you know. And uh, he's like, I don't want anything. He's like, no, you want something. Like, like, no way you do, you know, all you're doing for me, uh, you know, for, for, you know, uh, without having, it's like, uh, well, 
let's put it this way. Uh, someday in your, in your life, you know, someone will need some help, just like you need, you know, to achieve your goals. What I want from you, I want you to do the same for that person I'm doing right now for you. I think that's you know, like, um, one of the things as well as like we, uh, one of the kind of negatives of human behavior is almost um, where people usually help because they've got that ulterior motive. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'll give you this money, but you need to do something for me. And it's a it's a rarity, you know, when someone comes across and goes, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, I'm just I'm here to help you. I don't want anything back. Um, just remember this, like when someone needs help from you, off, offer them your help for nothing. Do you know what I mean, do it out of the kindness of your heart rather than because, you know, that mm -hmm. you need something to gain. So I always think that's um, one of the negatives. I've got a lot of friends that are, are similar to that in the sense of they always kind of want something for doing something for me but then i've got like the the couple of friends who are just like no no don't worry about it mate like this this is fine it's it's on me and they're, they're like my best friends whereas my other friends are kind of shooed away a bit because because of that attitude you know people should want to help each other out and you know help each other climb climb the table and be successful in whatever fields they are you know without wanting anything in return um well that, you know and that that uh it clicked in my mind and sure you know down the road they got you know some kids <laughs> i met them like uh, they're training their garage you know and like so i started helping him out training you know and uh, they became black belts and uh, they changed their life they moved out of brazil to go uh, coach in uh, abu dhabi you know they became very successful you know so and they also asked me like uh, Oh, we owe, you know, we owe so much, you know, what do you want from us? Like, I told them the same, and, you know, hey, there'll be a day, you know, someone will knock at your door, you know, uh, or even, like, if they not, don't knock at your door, but you recognize that person needs some help, you know, and uh, just do the same then. So you guys owe me nothing, so just, uh, and they're like, okay. And they did, they did you know, so <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting, you know, like, uh, when you pass in that way, uh, I think people should try, you know, do a little bit more of that, uh, you know, not just take it, take it, take it, you know, should like give. And I really, uh, you know, I, I, all I did for them is to, you know, show them, you know, what, what I, I knew in Jiu-Jitsu and uh, when the opportunity came, you know, to work somewhere else, you know, I showed them, hey, you know, here's the, Here's the way, you know, go, go do your, your journey, you know, That's it. go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool. So and now, at, <laughs> sorry, go on, carry on. Now at the gym here with the fighters, you know, it's uh, kind of the same, you know, and being a coach is, uh, uh, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's good. The same time, you know, like, uh, I suffer when these guys, you know, can't not achieve, you know, their goals. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot harder to be a coach than a fighter, you know. A so fighter, you get in there, that's what you I get in there and then... Uh, is, um, okay. Sorry, is, uh, like, with uh, Paige, obviously, fighting recently, you was in, in her corner. What was that like for you, kind of, 
Is that hard or <laughs> obviously she got the win, which is great. Did the game plan go to plan? Was you like nervous watching as well? Did you find it more diff Would you rather have been in there competing than watching? All those sorts of things. Yeah, you know, this last fight, uh, I was pretty confident that we could win that fight. But uh, one thing we we knew, you know, uh, myself, the the stand up coaching, you know, like the first round, uh, Rachel would uh, take away from from uh, Paige, you know, because Rachel comes really strong. But you know, like a uh, second round, third round, like Rachel, uh, she she she's not able to keep the same pace, you know. Uh, in the other side, Paige, you know, like she can perform, you know, the same for three rounds. So that's a that's a really good thing for her. Now, when uh, when Paige first came to me, you know, she did the, the first fight. Uh, we work, you know, in, in the grappling, but she still had. Uh, that alpha maze style which is you know like a, don't be on the bottom and do whatever you know you can to get out there get back to your feet uh, and uh, I, I I truly believe her you know like the best thing to do in MMA if you're on the ground is to be on top right I, I really like to be on the bottom is not a good thing these days, you know, in, in MMA. Uh, so, but, you know, the way, like, she was doing, you know, like, Alpha Male, like, they were exposing themselves a lot, you know, and sometimes I could just be, like, in the higher positions, you know, and, like, uh, getting away from, you know, chokes, arm bars, so they'll spend a lot of time on that round, you know, defending themselves. You know? So, for Rachel's fight, uh, you know, we we uh, Paige was working. You know, after she broke her arm, she went through two different surgeries, everything. So I I was very concerned about you know taking this fight. Rachel's a tough fighter, and um, and we we're like uh, we got like five weeks, five weeks because you know uh, she couldn't do much before. She was grappling, you know, but it would get like some pain in the arm, you know, and the broken arm and everything, so that just slowed down. Uh, it got to the point where I got Paige like, uh, hey, uh, I really think uh, we shouldn't do this. Like, you know, and she's like, no, I want to do it. You know, I can do it. It's like, well, I will believe you if you're going to see my doctor. I told her, because I trust that guy. If he tells me he can do it, then I was like, okay, you know, then I will do it. Right? So, but you know, I, I don't want to throw you there having any uh, uh, concerns. Any, yeah. any, Yeah, exactly, you know. So she went and he told me, it's like, well, you know, her arm will be good for the day of the fight. <laughs> but it's not like a totally heal yet, you know. So I'll, uh, I'll sign her to the fight and everything. But, you know, how are you going to conduct the, the 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 whole camp, right? And the sparring, because she cannot really hit that bone in the sparring, right? So we got, you know, those uh, football sheen protection, you know, we put in her arm, but, you know, did, right? so she wouldn't, and, uh, but she really started sparring, like, you know, uh, five weeks before the fight. Uh, and uh, 
I was like, uh, you know, we have a short time. Ah, what are you going to do? So I really put a lot of, a lot of effort on the grappling. And, uh, hey, here's what's going to happen. She will take you down. So I gave her some, some tools that, you know, she could use to escape from the bottom. Like that heel hook she tried in the first round when the Rachel was uh, on the mount position, you know. So I told her, like, you go for the heel hook. If it's there, you know, crank it. Try to tap it out, but if it's not there, you know, use that to get up, right? Because she has to defend, so there's no way like she she'll uh, try to Go keep in the bottom. Uh, you know, I put Paige like in in the chokes position, you know, where she got you know choked many many times with Fanny, you know, but uh, over and over and over to the point like you know it, it was she was all sore around the neck, jaw, you know, everything. But, you know, she never complained. Though. She was one of those, you know, like uh, she, she trains hard, you know, she does not complain. Uh, you know, she pushes through and uh, she likes she likes the, 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 the case, she likes the stage, you know. And I know like she performs even better than she does in the gym. She's one of those fighters, you know, like she might be performing not very well at the gym. But when she gets there under those lights, you know, that's when she shines you know so the, the the game plan you know was like hey we gotta survive the first round we knew that we knew like first round will be rachel right second round then you're gonna start like pushing the pace on her right and uh, if you have opportunity to get on top you know or take her back here's what you're gonna do you know you're not gonna try to choke her you know, right away and be on bottom, get stuck in the bottom, and she ended up on top of you again. You're going to move it to the top position, and you're going to keep that top position because that's going to take a lot away from Rachel, you know. And that's, uh, you know, so Paige got taken down again, second round, you know, and then, uh, but she had opportunity to take uh, Rachel's back. And that's like, uh, okay, now it's starting, we're going to start winning this fight, you know. And uh, she, I did not expect, you know, the arm bar. I, I really didn't, you know. So, but that's a position that Paige does very well, you know. When she on somebody's back and they try to, you know, uh, bump her off, you know, she's sliding to the armbar, and she does very well, you know. And and it worked. I, uh, uh, in my opinion, you know, I always tell you know my female fighters, if you gotta choose between uh, a choke or uh, a joint submission, go for the choke. Choke works against. Every single one, no matter size, you know, male, female, whatever, you know. But the females, if you try an armbar, they're so flexible. Mm. And they can handle pain a lot better than males do. You know, so they, you know, like I just don't believe as much in like in submissions like that as I believe in chokes, you know. Uh, but. You know, she made it work. You know, it was so tight. You know, she even popped. You know, the other girl's arm. So it was a, it was a really good outcome. You know, I did expect her to win. You know, this fight. You know, and uh, and uh, and it showed that uh, she improved on the grappling. You know, and now like she's very excited to, you know, push even more in the grappling. Uh, she she noticed that uh, you know the training we did for this camp. You know, towards the camp. You know, getting those positions and not let it go. Like when you have a dominant position in your uh, um, opponent, you know, you do everything to keep that, you know, 
and keep that person in the deep waters, you know, because that takes a lot from them, you know, and start breaking them down physically and mentally, you know, so, uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, uh, she, she was back in the, in the gym and that very Monday, <laughs> you know, excited to fight again. Because so. obviously you've got um, Austin training there as well, haven't you? Yeah, Austin, uh, he's, yeah, the, the, her husband is, uh, he has his pro debut in Bellator uh, in two weeks. Yeah, on the 15th on the uh, Connecticut card. So uh, Austin is uh, one of the hardest worker in you know in MMA that I ever met. He 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 does everything he needs to be done. Uh, he listens to the coaches, you know. He never makes a decision without consulting coaches, you know. So everything like is like really focused. Uh, he knows what he wants, and uh, I'm telling you, he's he's a beast. He's a beast. Uh, uh, you know, uh, when he first got to my gym, you know, and I signed like, uh, yeah, this, you know, I, I can tell, you know, like this guy has a future. He's gonna be one of the top ones. You know, uh, it's just like you can't really explain. Sometimes I remember when I watch uh, uh, John Jones. You know, way back then, his second fight, I think, you know, and I, I was watching that you see with uh, Thiago Tavares, you know, he was my teammate in Brazil. And then uh, I told him, it's like, uh, that guy will be a champion. He's like, how do you know? Like, uh, hard to me to explain, but he has something, you know, else the other fighters, they don't. So he just, uh, you know, uh, he just have it. So it's, it's almost, uh, you know, not, yeah. Almost like it comes uh, naturally to him. Do you know what I mean? Like in the, in that uh, competitive competitive state, in that moment, they just kind of everything just is smooth and to an extent, or they just they can just read people really well. It's like so hard to tell what separates you know from those people that are working really hard in there to people that have just got that natural gift. They can just see things, predict things, and get you in sticky situations. And uh, John Jones is like that definitely. I think people, I don't know. It's just like, it, everything looks so effortless. Do you know what I mean? Like. That, that people have to work so hard for. Yeah, you know, when, when you see someone uh, walk into that cage, you get a, a guy like Brandon Vera, you know, and do that to Brandon Vera, you know, on, a, on his early stage of his career, John Jones, you know, and Brandon Vera been fighting already, you know, like several, like so many tough people in there, you know, uh, and then it's like, uh, if you don't see that, you know, that there's no lucky on something like that. You can like, oh yeah, it was a lucky shot. That was a lucky shot, really. Land an elbow on somebody's face and break the guy's face. Mm. How that can be lucky, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I wa I watched that and I'm watching that fight and then I heard the crack and uh, you know, my friends like, what happened? It's like. Uh, uh, something broke in there, you know. I think he broke his his face or something, and, and yeah, he did, you know. Um, but that's that's how you know, like uh, you get like someone performing, you know, way above. So that 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 person, you know, that athlete, that fighter, you know, he has uh, more than the others, you know. And uh, it's every sport, you know, always gonna be 
they always gonna have guys like that. They exceed, you know, the average. You know, they exceed not like by is by a lot sometimes. So. Do you still have um, Chael training at your gym? Chael, uh, we trained together since two thousand eight. We started training at Quest, you know, as teammates. And then uh, later, 2009, although 2008, I started running Jiu-Jitsu programming there. And uh, I, I had only like a couple classes a week, no gi, and then uh, another gi classes, you know. So he started uh, training Jiu-Jitsu after he lost his first fight to Anderson Silva. And uh, after that, then he got two good wins. I think one was... Brian Stan by submission. The other one was Michael Bisping. You know, then he fought again, uh, and uh, so he left uh, Quest and started training in a, one of the affiliates in a Quest uh, for years. And then I left Quest and I opened my own gym. And then uh, I was actually just working in Jiu-Jitsu. Then there was some day, you know, child just walking there. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, uh, coach, uh, I need some help here. I just got assigned to fight uh, Victor Belfort, you know. Can I do my camp with you? And my gym was just not prepared for those. It was just mats, you know. And uh, But at least I have, you know, padded the walls. <laughs> not like that. Not that, like, short pad, you know, like a half pad, like you just you know, do. You know, I had, like, a tall, you know, pads on the walls. Like, uh, okay, you know. The fight didn't happen because, I be, yeah, that's when he, you know, got suspended for two years. You know, he was like, uh, like I don't know, I'm over, I'm done. You know, like uh, who is gonna ever, you know, like have me again? It's like, uh, hey, I think like just chill out right now. Do you wanna, do you wanna, you know, put more focus in the grappling? He's like, uh, yeah, and like, hey, you have what? What do you have to do right now? Don't have much. And then, you know, like he just like came like every day at the gym, start you know training. That's when he got his grappling match against uh, uh, Galvão. Then Babalu, he so he started getting really excited about it. Uh, a lot of people they ask me, you know, like, uh, uh, are you okay, Trinchell? Like uh, he he did talk so much BS about Brazilians and you know all that. Like, uh, do you guys realize that uh, uh, two of the, his most famous videos, you know, back then, you know, uh, <laughs> I sh I gave him the idea and I shot the videos. You know, there's a yeah, there's one one video like uh, he gets his dummy where he put the Brazilian jersey uh, football team on him. You know, that team was uh, sponsored Anderson back then, yeah. and he just comes from behind and throws, you know, the dummy, you know, comes to the camera, you know. So those things, uh, and I, I, try to, I try to tell people, like, hey, uh, if you get to know the real shell, not the character yeah. puts in, you know. So it's, you guys have no idea, you know. He's a great person, you know. He's been great for for the gym, you know. He, he doesn't like to expose, you know, things that he does, or teammates, you know, other people, you know, he doesn't 
go out there, you know, oh, I did this for that, for this one, you know, like, uh, I'll tell you, it's hard, it's, it's Good. Uh, gigantic, yeah, and, uh, you know, he he really, like, if uh, Gracie Baja, actually, you know, here in Portland, is still open these days, that has a lot, a lot to do with him, you know, because there was uh, some rough times back then, well, you know, then we had to go through in the Chell was there, you know, to stand up for the team, you know, for the gym. So. Does he, um, do you know if he's going to be fighting Tito Ortiz at all? Because Tito's been talking about it uh, quite a lot on social media. And I don't know what's going on there or if you had an inside scoop. You don't have to say if you know or don't know. I'm just interested. Against who? Uh, a Tito Ortiz. Well, he wants to fight Tito. Yeah. On Belter. He wants a rematch, you know. Uh, that first match, uh, 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 that, that, that first match shouldn't happen that time, you know. Uh, he was going through like a rough time in his personal life, you know, like he lost his daughter, you know, like not long before that. Uh, the the gym we were being into, we got a. And notice like two months to leave because they sold, you know, the building. And then uh, we were like training in somebody's friend, friend of mine, Jimmy was really small, you know, so we had to do the camping there. Uh, so the structure wasn't properly, you know, to run a, a camp like that. Uh, you know, but Chell, he's a professional. He, you know, if he signs up, you know, to do something, no matter what, you know, he'll be there. So uh, he just like no, nope, I can't. You know, I'm going. So he did the fight. You know, uh, I I don't think his mind was there. You know, that night for that fight. You know, uh, he didn't do what we planned on. You know, <laughs> he did his own thing. Um, and uh, he wants like you know to fight Tito in a you know now nowadays. Yeah, you know, and I totally believe, you know, like, uh, he can really beat Tito. Uh, he does still have, uh, I believe, another four fights on his contract with Bellator, you know. Yeah. So we don't know yet what is the next, you know. Uh, I believe that Bellator doesn't want Tito back. So that's, uh, you know, kind of uh, difficult uh, deal, deal breaker, yeah. You know, there's a tons of other names in there in the 205 division, you know, to chill, mm. you know, do some good fights. Uh, uh, I heard that Vitor Belfort was tweeting, you know, like three, four weeks ago about, you know, fighting Chell and Bellator in Brazil, if Bellator ever goes to Brazil. Yeah, uh, I do like that one. Yeah, know. me too. That sounds that, that'll be, Yeah, that will be, you know, they're like kind of same... Uh, you know, age, uh, um, range, they've been there for so many years, you know. It's kind of hard, like, uh, you get, like, a chill, you know, to fight, like, 20-something years old that is up and coming, you know. I think it, more, it makes more sense to fight, you know, guys, they've already been there, all that, you know, that also promotes the show even more, you know. So, uh, that, uh, but definitely, you know, uh, chill and Vitor, I would like to see that fight happening. Yeah, me too. Let's 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 make it happen, baby. <laughs> yeah. What's been your um, your greatest achievement in in your career? The greatest. Yeah. In 
in MMA, uh, I did get uh, a heavyweight belt uh, at the IFC, International Fighting Championship, in 2005. That's when uh, I beat uh, Aaron Brink. So after that fight, that's when I got my contract in UC. Uh, I believe that is 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 a, the the biggest in MMA. And uh, in Jiu-Jitsu, then, uh, like I said before, I I got almost everything that's possible. I don't think uh, I'll have to suck it up and die without having an ADCC title, you know. But you can't you can't have everything, you know. That's you gotta, yeah, exactly, you know. But all the the world championships, uh, Pan Ams, uh, nationals, you know. Grappling. I grappled in Europe, you know, when I was living in Holland. I loved those tournaments. When I was in Belgium, Belgian International Grappling. Uh, and uh, another one was uh, near Paris in uh, uh, Grigny, I think. That was the name of the city. Uh, and I was like, a, uh, I, I liked like, grappling in, in Europe, you know, like, they're like, years kind of behind you know you yeah. go there and you feel you feel like you you know in the old days <laughs> you know so it's kind of interesting you know and I, it, yeah and i i really love european people you know they're very welcome you know uh i like the culture you know food is amazing there yeah you know so, i yeah. agree i they, agree <laughs> They drive, they drive crazy like Brazilians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing, when I was in, I was in England, so uh, these guys took us at the airport, right, in London, and uh, sort of driving to Liverpool. It was, it was near Liverpool, right? And they they pick us up in these two Range Rovers, you know, and then uh, we're in the back seat, you know, and then uh, those guys they're going like uh, 180 kilometers an hour. You know, in the freeway, in the highway, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, okay, I, I like to, you know, go fast and everything. We drive pretty wild in Brazil, you know, but these guys, you know, they're like over the top, you know, yeah. they're just like, and the driver like driving and looking at me is like, it's like, yeah, you know, man, I can hear you. Just uh, keep your eye on the road, you know, and uh, you don't have to look at me while you're talking to me. <laughs> Otherwise, just stop and I'll jump in the front seats, so. <laughs> you know, but they drive fast in England, man. Yeah, well, we're not meant to, but we do. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have we do have speed limits, but uh, we, we tend to, to break them quite a lot. Um Another quick question I just wanted to ask you really was uh, what would you what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? So so what what advice would you give them? Say I came into your gym just starting, and um, yeah, what what would you tell me? You know, it's it's all depend what is uh, that person's goal. You know, that uh, you starting these days in Jiu Jitsu. What what's your goal? Like you want to just like do for, as a hobby? You want to be a a grappler competitor, you know, or you want to do that, you know, to add to your MMA if you're an MMA fighter, you know. So it will depend on those, you know. And, uh, but um, whatever reason is, you know, just uh, expect, you know, not to be easy. And so you might might find like some gyms, you know, they, they go easier these days in Jisoo, you know, 
but you know the the real like uh, essence you know of jiu-jitsu is not supposed to be easy it's just like wrestling you know or boxing yeah so it's it's not it's not like yeah hard work you know so uh just uh, be um be consistent in and just like uh, uh you gotta be uh, the word i believe like uh, perseverance perseverance yeah is that right yeah yeah, yeah you know? keep going so even, if you even if you're getting beat and tapped and whatever don't let that dishearten you <laughs> if you keep keep putting your ass out there and, and trying because in the end of the day you know whatever your goal is just depends on you it doesn't depend on anybody else hmm. uh the coaches are there you know to guide you to show you you know you know to share their knowledge and and technique and everything but this is it's on you to make it work for yourself you know so uh, is if you're not ready you know to you think like other people we're gonna <laughs> get you up there you know, without you putting a lot of work, is ain't happening. Yeah. You know, ain't happening. So you got to really, like, put in a, you know, you have to have a stronger mind than a stronger body. So I think um, people underestimate as well, like, uh, or not underestimate, but people think, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is just, you know, a bit of wrestling on the floor, rolling around. It's not really that difficult. You know, oh yeah, just grabbing, grab, grab, uh, grabbing each other and pulling and choking a bit, um, and they don't see these like levels. Whereas, like the other day, I was uh, rolling around on the mats with one of my friends who does do uh, jujitsu, and I don't, I don't do any, but now I want to start taking it up as a hobby. And I was like, oh, just show me how easy it would be for you to just like choke me out and pull my arms and make me tap out, basically. And um, he's been doing it for about two years now. And literally, I, I was playing around, and he's just every every five seconds, I'm going tap in, tap in, and he's just like, "This is, you know, this is the level." Like, uh, and he, I think, I can't remember what belt he is now. Only uh, may, maybe blue, not not that well, not not that high up. I don't think I don't know the rankings very well. So, sorry, but um, yeah, he was just like making me look silly, you know, and I, and I thought, wow, like this is more difficult than I than I thought. I got him in a um, a rear naked choke and I had like my legs uh, uh, straight or, or bent. I can't remember. And he like wrapped his legs around my legs and I like, squeezed him. And I was like tapping him like stop. <laughs> I, was, I was like, how is this happening? I've got you in the choke and you're making me tap you because you're doing something with with my legs or ankles or whatever. It was, it was very strange. So it made me really appreciate the, the sport even more um, and realize how, you know, dangerous it, it can be and how quick you can just make someone tap out or give up just from little sort of movements and they end how they remain so calm as well. I think that's always a fascinating yeah. point. I'm like a little rat scurrying around, like trying to get out of all these places and they're just breathing and calm and smooth and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, the best thing I think, uh, just, uh, taught me, uh, is or was, you know, not to avoid, problems in life hmm. but i remember before before jiu-jitsu you know like let's say that will be like a, an issue you know 
try to dodge that, leave for later, you know, not face it, you know, hide from it, you know. Um, and then uh, with jiu-jitsu, when you're there being choked, you know, and being, you know, all happening, you know, on the mat, like there's no one to help you but yourself, you know. There's no mom, no dad, no friend, you know, can jump in for you. So, like, you've got to find a way to deal with those hard times on the map. And that's what it did for me, you know. That was probably the best thing, you know, just did for me to, you know, never, you know, not face things that, you know, like you're scared of, you know, or you want to do later. It's like, no, time to deal with now, you know, or never. So do it now. You know, it's always the best. Uh, and uh, also, you know, like uh, training jiu-jitsu, you know, like a lot of people sometimes they're like, uh, they got tempered, they're hot-headed, you know, like, uh, so you start like dealing a lot better with those stuff. You know, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was in Brazil and I got involved in a car accident and uh, it was totally the other person's fault on that, you know. So, before the juice, I probably, was, you know, uh, jump out of the car, start cussing the person, you know, blaming and or even get like a physical fight, you know. Uh, so I jump out of the car and uh, now what's happening, that person like is cussing at me, you know, trying to get in a fight with me. Awesome. Like, uh, hey, calm down, you know, like, just look around, you know, like, like hey, what you see, right? So... It's, it's totally you, like, you you messed it up, man, you know. And uh, anyway, it's two pieces of metal, right? That can be fixed. The one one thing cannot be fixed, you know, if you get in a physical fight, you know, start breaking your limbs, you know, or even worse, because I will defend myself, you know. So you get more, you know, like a clear mind to deal with those kind of things, you know. Yeah, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is one of, one of those martial arts where... Striking, you know, you strike, you can knock somebody out, right? Uh, you hardly maybe kill someone, you know, with with a punch or kick, you know, unless you're like an athlete, you know, and you punch someone and that, you know, it's not built, you know, to fight, you know, like just a regular person, you know. So yeah. their bones structure will be a lot softer, you know, than a fighter. But let's say, you know, two persons, same kind of level, you know. Jiu-Jitsu gives you the power of uh, dealing with that person's life. Like when that guy was in your back, you know, and choking you. Now, he has, you know, the power to take your life or keep you alive, you know. So uh, one thing, uh, when I started in Jiu-Jitsu, that sense of uh, power and overpower people, I'm not going to lie. That makes you feel good, you know, so that you know, like, uh, you know, that person doesn't know any jiu-jitsu now wants to fight you. And then you can actually, like, look at them and it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> I could just kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty easy. So you, you, you feel good about it. And uh, the the most, uh, uh, um, the, the best feeling out of it is you're not going to do it. Because you know you can, mm. right? So that's when you know, like you start getting like wiser, you know, like uh, 
then you can start seeing like how fragile we are in you know when you don't know anything like that like someone just can you know kill you with bare hands so uh, to prove uh, either, you know yeah you know and then I, I know it's like uh you know what like i i don't want to fight you you know so many times like people you know sometimes try to get in a fight with me in a bar or something and i look at them it's like uh hey you're the man you know you'll probably beat my ass right <laughs> so i let i i I'd rather have them you know thinking that they can do it then you know like because i really don't have to prove you know anything to those persons i know what i'm capable to you know so and jesus gives you that you know like you 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 know like when you know jesus and the person across the room if you doesn't know and that person wants to fight you it's like uh yeah you know I, I know how powerful you are knowing those techniques you know and then uh yeah, you don't have to prove anything, you know. That maybe there are people, you know, they're learning that just actually to use in the wrong way, you know. But even those people, you know, later on, I think they will get wiser about, you know, what they they do because there are always going to be someone doing the same to them. So I like when people they they, they feel like uh, you know, oh, you know, I'm the man. Uh, I'm. I can be a bully, you know. Whatever, you know. There's always going to be someone, you know, better than you, going to put you in a position where you're helpless, you know. And if they can understand that feeling of being helpless, they're never going to do that to someone. They're never going to make someone feel helpless because feeling helpless is probably the worst feeling that you can have. There's nothing what can help you if you like. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, oh, man. Um, well, we've been we've been going for an hour and five minutes. I know you're on a on a schedule, so uh, we can wrap this up if you want. If you're fine to do so. I uh, yeah, my my class is in forty minutes, so I still have time. So it's yeah. up to you. No, no, we can keep going because uh, there's a there's a few more questions I had um, uh, written out for you, anyways. So um, I was just going to also ask like how you deal with coaching different personalities. Has there ever been like anyone you, you feel you can't work with? Um, don't have the name drop, but you know people that come in there, they don't really want to learn. They've got such a big ego or whatever. Just different personalities. How you how you work with them basically? Yeah, you know I I coach since uh, you know kids, fighters, females, you know, and uh, they're like the easy ones to work with. You know, there's someone there like average you know there are dif- difficult ones but i'll tell you one thing i i haven't met yet uh, a, a pro fighter uh that's like a, a i just can't work with you you know uh but there are several amateur fighters you know i had to ask them to leave the, <laughs> the gym because it's just impossible to uh work with them and, uh, yeah, uh, I believe that it has a lot to do with the new generation fighters. You know, they, most of them, they believe like hopping from one place to another is going to get them up there. And, uh, I'm a believer that, uh, you know, that, that doesn't work in that way. Uh, I'm not against the cross training, you know, I am, uh, a believer of, uh, you know, like, uh, sometimes it's, better to be 
like with some like it can be like a small camp, a small gym, whatever. But be with that camp, you know, for a long period of time, right? Uh, then, like you're hopping from one place to another, you know, that's like it really makes it a lot more difficult because it mixes up a lot of things. Every coach, every camp, they have different styles, you know? and sometimes like it'll be just too much. Sometimes you just uh, you just stick with one style and you keep going that road because if you're if you're very well dedicated, you know, like you'll make it, you'll make it happen. You see, uh, back then there was uh, not really like a huge teams. Even now, uh, these huge, big teams, you know, they uh, are they like building someone from zero to be a champion, or they already get guys when they're like uh, you know up there. And they move to their camp because they're a big camp, you know, and uh, and uh, they have more bodies in there and everything. That's why I see these days, you know, uh, these guys, you know, they when they have like it's a smaller camp, they can have more attention from the coaches. They have like a, a more uh, personalized training for them. The bigger the camp will be, less attention you have you know, less eyes you have on you, right? And they can really, you know, tell you, like, hey, this is wrong, shouldn't be there, you know. Uh, even here, you know, I, my my camp is, is not big, you know, compared to other other places. Uh, even here, you know, I, I already kind of have, you know, some hard time to keep, you know, on every single one. So I have to kind of divide them in smaller groups, you know, and bring them, you know, in a different time, so you know I can really keep you know my eye on those guys, you know, and and give them a better training, better um, attention. You know what they're doing. It's impossible to, you know, like in a class of thirty people. Yeah, all I might don't see that person. I just show the technique. It's doing totally wrong. Yeah, I I might I might you know don't see that. So the bigger it is, uh, the room, you know, sometimes the bigger the problem will be. Uh, so, yeah, my uh, ego, you know, I believe everybody has an ego. Uh, some people, they, 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 they show that sometimes. Some people, they, they don't, they hide, you know. I believe the ones sometimes, they, they show their ego. It's easier to deal with the ones they don't. Yeah. show that to you the ones like you know is it's just like a let's say a racist people you know person if she shows to you you know she's racist she doesn't like you so i know that person is racist she doesn't like me so i'll stay away right mm-hmm. now if someone is racist to you and you know uh or to anyone and they hide that, and they smile in your face, they, they pat your back, you know. But that person, that might do something to hurt you, you know, because they're not showing their true colors. So I, I like to see the true colors, you know, the people. When I see, you know, like, a, I'm against a racist, you know, a racism, but, you know, I'd rather see you know, that, then not seeing the person because, you know, they know, like, you know, in my circle, 
you know, at all. So the, the ego, you know, and the fighters, you know, I have no problem to deal with, you know. Uh, but, you know, let me know, you know, what's your goals? Like, or you don't like to get punched in the face, you know, that hurts your ego. So, hey, you know what? You got to train to not get punched in the face then. Otherwise, you're going to be bitching about it, you know, every single day, <laughs> right? So, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's, let's get to work then, you know. Oh, you don't like to get choked, right? Got to work for it, man. Like, oh, your ego is too big, you know, like, uh, I don't want to get choked, you know. So, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, the pros, you know, they, 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 uh, they're amazing. Um, uh, the amateurs as well, you know, it's only like a, I'll tell you, like from a basket, you know, full of apples, 50 apples, you know, sometimes you have one bad one, you know, so that's, that's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's always going to yeah. be like that. Uh, it's just like, like I said, the new, the new generation of fighters, you know, I think they are, you know, all these media these days, you know, there's a uh, YouTube, everything, you know, so much out there. You know, and they think they can uh, figure out those things by themselves. You know, they're going to become a, a UFC champion uh, without needing any guidance, you know. You know like, uh, yeah, that would be, you know, maybe happen if you're like a John Jones, you know. But like I said, it's not many people is gifted like that, you know. Yeah. So if you're not gifted... You got to put in a lot of work, and even John Jones, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure like he put in like a lot of tons of work, you know, even like being gifted like he is. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I never had a, and that if if there will be a point where the ego, you know, is something, you know, it's really like being, you know. So I, I just asked him, it's like, hey, you got to make your, your choice now, you know. So what do you want? You want to stay here? You want to, you want to blend yourself into the team, or you know what? So what do you really want? You know, it's better to maybe go you look for a different coach, different teammates, you know, because uh, MMA is only an in, in individual sport when the gate is shut. Yeah. Before that, before that is a, is a team sport still. You know, so you do need teammates. You need you need people behind you. You need that. You know, so you're not gonna win a fight. You know, punching bags. You're not gonna win a fight. You know, swimming, running. You know, lifting weights. You know, otherwise, you know, get all these crossfitters. You know, and throw them in a cage. They will win everything. You know, <laughs> they're they look good. They look in a good shape, right? In yeah. everything, but that doesn't win the fight. You know, there's a lot more involved. You do read. Really need teammates, and uh, you know sometimes you you let that uh, uh, the natural process you know filter it Mm. because people ego you know they uh, really gonna be left alone you know and then things start not going their way they have only two choices you know leave or stay change and you know be part of it Uh, and I. In my gym here, like, uh, uh, I'll tell you, the atmosphere here is, is great, you know. A lot of people, they, 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 they have jiu-jitsu and MMA, right? Sometimes, like, back then, it was, like, just like that kind of didn't work very well, you know. And here, everybody gets along, you know. Uh, 
I tell my MMA fighters like, hey, you know, you you guys are the toughest one under this roof, you know. So there's no way a grappler can really, you know, face you in a fight. But that doesn't mean like you can be a, a a dick to these guys, you know, because they're doing their hobby in there. But just remember, those guys are the one buying the tickets to go watch you. Yeah. They're gonna be there cheering you. They're gonna buy. You know things from your sponsor, right? So they, the ones supporting your thing, your dream, right? So if you guys like, you know, be dicks to these people, you know, wearing a gi, you know, doing their grappling just because you're a MMA fighter, you're a tough guy, you know, like you'll be like the dumbest ass in the world, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous um, when your your fighters compete? Say again. Do you ever get nervous when your fighters compete? A lot more than uh, when I used to fight. <laughs> yeah, being a, in a side cage, you know, it's, it's not easy. And also, but it's that kind of learning thing, you know. So from the fighter to be a coach, then uh, also you have to learn how to be a coach, you know. So, of course, in the very beginning, I've been this guy's corners, you know, and uh, I'll tell, I think uh, Chell, Ed Herman, these guys, you know, they're some of the, the first ones I start, you know, being a corner. And that was already like in the, in the big shows, right? And I was like, uh, you know, it was like, yeah, you get nervous in there. But you can't let them notice that. All right, so you got to be that uh, cold kind of person, you know, you got to be their brains, you know, because they're the muscle. In, during the fight, you know, and the coach, you know, it should be the brain there. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I learned how to do a lot of things. Uh, you know, uh, I like to um, meditate, you know, to, like the days before, you know, the camp and how do I do that? And I like, uh, sometimes just sit like in a hotel, you know, I keep looking outside and I just disconnect from everything. Uh, you know, getting that stage, uh, my wife, she says, like, I go into the nothing box, you know, in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have boxes. Yeah. Meditation is, box. meditation uh, is like um, a vacation for the brain, basically, you know. Like, you're awake, yeah. but you're just away <laughs> from everything. Just chilling, chilling yeah. in your own peace and... and um, does that like obviously i guess that helps you you with your nerves uh for the, for the fighters and so on and i'm sure there's a few you know maybe little breathing techniques and so on that you might do or whatever when when meditating um i'm, I'm a massive fan of meditation myself i try and meditate daily as um and for me i just close my eyes and just deep breathe and try and just let my mind kind of relax and, and zone out from mm -hmm. my worries and stresses um, so it's, it's definitely powerful stuff. I mean, there's people out there that say, um, oh, I can't meditate. My, my brain's too active and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's probably why you should meditate is to try and try and stop your brain from being like a thousand miles per hour when we're nervous or having those anxious moments. That's where meditation can be great is to like kind of stop that from happening and just focus on one thing and, and keep you calm. Yeah, you, you need to do that uh, mental cleaning, you know, and uh, 
especially before the fights. I do not like to watch fights, you know, like during the week of the fight. Um, I, I, you get my brain, you know, to start thinking too much. And, uh, I don't want to think about, you know, like too much. Like we have, uh, uh, a game plan set up. We did the training, and that's like I should be just focused on that. You start watching other people fight, then you know it comes to me. Oh, what if that happened? The fight, like a shit. We didn't work on that one, you know. Like what? Everything happened in the fight, you know. And it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, uh, your fighter pretty much is gonna lose that fight if he cannot put, you know, our game on. Mm. You know, so it's like you have to really make, you know, the opponent fight your fight. You know, if you're fighting his fight, yeah, he's going to win for sure. Uh, but, you know, I do like when I get into the arena, go out there and watch a couple of fights. You know, if my fighter is not like the first one, second one, whatever, you know, uh, I go out there and I watch. That relaxes me, you know, the live fighting you know i go there and i see the coaches you know they're there in the in you know i always like uh uh yeah you know they're doing that yeah we can do it too you know so because it gives you something to occupy your brain on as well doesn't it rather than thinking about your fighters gonna go out there and have a game plan you're just kind of watching everyone else and, and soaking up the atmosphere yeah, it's, it's kind of started with me, you know, like this thing of uh, go out there and watch a little bit. Because way back then, when I started, you know, introduced to, like, when you're, like, in, in some grappling match, and then, the, you know, you're not winning, you know, you're, like, behind and score, whatever. And then, uh, you know, during the fight, you ask yourself, like, uh, why the hell I choose this for myself? <laughs> What am I doing here? I could be home. I could be hanging out. I could be drinking beer now. What am I doing here? Right. So you you have those questions, you know. So uh, as a coach, you know, yeah, you have the same kind of feeling, you know, like you're inside the hotel room, you know, like all those things happening, media, you know, then uh, you know your fighter, you know, cutting weight, you know, they go sometimes is overwhelming, you know. And you have to be there. You can't tell if I like uh, eh, go after yourself. You know, I'm uh, I'm out. You know, can't do those things. So uh, you ask yourself like, uh, why did I pick this thing? You know, like everybody just see on TV what they want to see. You know, just the good part. You know, but yeah, we ask ourselves like, why did I pick this thing for me? You know, like uh, I could have some different thing to do. Like not so stressful. You know, and. Uh, so when I go out there, you know, before the fight, it's like the fight's already going live, and I watch that, and like uh, I always tell myself, if that guy can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So that inspires me. You know, I believe like uh, someone can do that thing. It's like, yeah, I can do as well. You know, I just cannot play football. <laughs> <laughs> we can so. stick you in goal. You'd be all right. Make yeah, a good, but you know, keeper. yeah. Um, so those, those are are you know like a, in a week of fight, uh, being a fighter's corner is uh, if uh, a coach tells you 
he doesn't suffer for his fight in a loss, you know, uh, is not being truthful, I believe, you know. Uh, when they win, you know, yeah, I get to celebrate. Uh, but, you know, I'm already, like, thinking, you know, what, what is an X, what, you know, is going to be the X, you know. So I'm already thinking ahead. Because that fighter that night, he won, right? And uh, he is now, he's all happy. His next fight will be like three, four, five, six months. I don't know. Uh, but I have another fight next week. <laughs> so I'm already, you know, on that mental process, you know. So for the coach, yeah, it's a lot of accumulation, you know. So you get one storm after another. So you have to learn how to deal with that. Uh, I'll be honest, like a couple of years ago, I, 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 I let all those emotions get into me like too hard. You know, I was uh, too, like getting uh, not too personal. You know, I started like feeling too much, you know, like uh, they will lose. And I was like, uh, oh, man, maybe I'm not a good coach. You know, maybe I'm ruining these people's life. You know, I should just step away and let them, you know, uh, pick somebody else, you know, uh, because I'm not being capable, you know. But then I look, you know, I go to our board and I look like uh, the wins, losses. And uh, we are up to, you know, over 70% win rate. You know, like, well, I, I don't think I'm doing my job here because, you know, like uh, any gym, you know, if you're 50% and above, you're doing good, you know. So, you know, and uh, we're there is like i have to keep telling myself you know like uh, hey keep going you're doing good because i don't have anyone you know to you know like tell me like I like that i'm the one i'm the one making the decisions you know i'm the one taking the risk and taking the responsibility you know to put you know the coaches the camp everything you know things works well great you know is Every, everyone's, you know, work, if it doesn't work, you know, well, probably is the head coach, you know, <laughs> uh, fall, you know. Uh, so, yes, I have to, you know, like a, um, constantly, you know, check, you know, like, how's my work? How's, you know, uh, how are we going? You know, uh, are we winning here, winning there, you know, losing here, losing there. We had uh, three three uh, big losses, you know, in the big stages, uh, you know, before the end of the year. But we started the whole year last year, you know, like, great. And uh, it's just like the last two months, uh, you know, Cheryl lost his fight, and then uh, Brent Primus lost the title, and uh, Ed Herman lost his fight. And then, like, uh, all right, uh, you know, something we got to do, you know, to change. You know, so I changed some pieces here and there. Uh, work page camp, so we kick off, you know, 2019 very well, you know, so winning on the big stage, you know, in a good fashion. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, like we can keep uh, keep up with Ricky Simone next week, you know. So it's, it's a it's a tough fight, you know. That uh, running is not easy. It's very tricky, you know. I believe we can pull the win, uh, and uh, but. Yeah, I'm constantly checking, you know, like, uh, how am I doing as a coach? Everything, you know, is uh, never, uh, I can, you know, I 
the only time maybe I relax, you know, is when I'm home, weekends, you know, my family, my wife and kid, that uh, I can relax. But even there sometimes, you know, my wife has to tell them, it's like, uh, get off the phone, you know. <laughs> so, because if I'm on the phone, it's mostly related to work, you know. So, but I, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy when she does that, you know. So. Yeah, spending time with the family is important, man. And, uh, good, good for the the brain to just relax, forget about work, and uh, chill, chill with the important things, you know. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, we've been on for an hour and pretty much an hour and a half, which is uh, a flown by. I don't. I said. I think. I. I feel like two minutes ago I said to you it'd been an hour, and now twenty eight minutes yeah. has just has just flown by. So um, thank you for your time. For uh, and and everything for coming on um feel free to advertise yourself now uh, where people can find you if they want to contact you um the floor is yours my friend oh, thank you for having me i really appreciate is uh i'll tell you uh it's my first time in a podcast you know ever Smashed so. it, man. I, I take i took your podcast virginity <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and i i have like so much stories you know about Japan and everything that we could stay here for six hours, you know, so that uh, it, it, it probably will be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, you know, the, like, um, we... sorry, yeah, I'd love to uh, have you on again to talk talk more uh, stories and that. It'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anytime, anytime that, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to, happy to. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Um, and obviously, people can find you on Instagram, and are you on Twitter as well? Yeah, so it's uh, really easy, Fabiana Scherner, uh on Twitter, you know, Instagram, same, uh, Facebook. My name is uh, unique, so you know, cannot find another Fabiana Scherner in the world. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, pretty easy. Brilliant, man. Um, I'll talk to you off camera for a minute if you've got a, a spare minute or thirty seconds. Um, and thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you.